so uh, the word I want to bring this morning is how to survive a sandstorm. Hey, uh, I feel like a lot of my Middle Eastern friends actually could give us a few tips on how to survive a sandstorm. Hands up all my Middle Eastern friends in the, in the service here this morning. Everyone from Syria and Iraq and Lebanon. Yes, uh, there, are, there are many. Come on, let's give the love this morning. So if you feel like my schooling from the internet isn't quite sufficient enough, go and find one of my friends and no doubt they'll have stories to tell how to survive a sandstorm. Now, we are in the midst of a divine evolution across our 11 locations right now. And uh, the reality is uh, that many of us in the body, the silver water body, won't feel the impact of that. It's more of a structural and um, leadership level reorganization that we're doing, and it's wonderful. Um, but for me, it's been a time of refocusing. And who knows that God leans in periodically in our life to refocus us. In fact, he did this with Peter. Peter denied Christ three times. He returned to his marketplace job. He left the ministry and then Jesus met him on the shores and he, he refocused him. He said, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, tend the sheep. And he called him back. He refocused him back into the call. And you know, there are many seasons of transition where we feel like we're in the middle of a sandstorm. We feel adrift. We feel uncertain. And the beautiful thing is that Christ will lean in in those moments. He'll look eye to eye. He'll look heart to heart. And he'll refocus us if we'll just steady ourselves for a moment and look heavenward and seek out his way for us. He will speak to us. And so in the midst of this sandstorm, I just want to encourage you that the Lord has been meeting with me. And he's been speaking to me. But I feel like I'm speaking out of my journal entry this morning. I don't actually keep a journal, but <laughs> if I kept one, I felt like it would be how to survive a sandstorm this morning. He would like to hear out of Nat Taylor's journal, imaginary journal this morning. <laughs> so uh, if we can just cue that track, because the thing about a sandstorm is that um, it's, it's a constant whirl around us. And in fact, some of us may not realize that we're living with under the influence of a bit of a haze. We, sometimes we grow so accustomed to the sound of the sandstorm, to the sound of that noise and that haze around us, that we don't realize that we're actually intended to live without it. And that's why we come to the healing service, which is on today, because what happens in moments of healing, in moments of clarity, the Lord cuts through the haze. He cuts through the sound of that whirling, moving sandstorm around us and freedom comes and relief comes. So, and that's, that's genuinely available for you in the healing service today. In a sandstorm, you don't focus on the wind and the moving grains of sand or you'll get disoriented and overwhelmed. You put your head down and you focus inward and you focused in Christ. And that's how we steady ourselves. In fact, as a young dancer, uh, we were given this technique when we were learning how to turn. And that was we would prepare for the turn and we'd position ourselves and then we'd find a spot on the back wall and then we would literally bring our eyes back to that spot and that enabled us not to get dizzy, not to get thrown with the inertia, with the movement, with the shift. The spotting, the focus is what enabled us to remain steadfast in the, in the turn. He liked that. I can still do it, Libby. I've still got it. It's still there. If we can bring that track down. I just wanted you to get a sense 
or what it feels like to have that moving around you. And, and some of you can really identify with that. It's like there's a soundtrack in your mind and it's whirling and it's moving. I just want you to know today that Christ can cut through and bring clarity and land the questions and land the angst and land the, the prayers that are coming out of your heart. He, has, he brings every sufficiency to us. He meets our needs. He feeds our soul. Amen. Why don't we just thank him in this place today? He's so good. He's so good. Now, the defining, anchoring thing in a sandstorm moments is deep conviction. That is what will hold us steadfast when our world is shifting around us. You know, our conscience is a gift from God. Um, you know, but it's best not to ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit because here's what happens. He'll speak to us. That gentle, still voice will come and speak to us when there's uncertainty, when we need clarity. But if we ignore it and deflect it, it's like we numb our ability to hear from Him. And so it's best to incline our ear to Him because He wants to guide us into peaceful and prosperous places. Amen. Here's a gentleman. And, you know, if we numb ourselves to, a, to the, his voice, it loses its power to arrest us when we need it most. You know, there are times when we're teetering on the edge in the valley of decision and we need that Holy Spirit voice just to come and gri grip us in that moment and pull us back from the ledge and, and get our feet on steady ground. Amen. And that's why our conscience and the voice of the Holy Spirit is a gift to us to accompany us through life. Amen. Now, the world is built on shifting sand, but friends, we can be found on the rock. And I want to read this scripture over you, Matthew 7, 25. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a stupid, foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the sandstorm came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. And great and complete was the fall of it. You know, it's, it's hard, it's devastating as a pastor sometimes to witness the great and complete fall of an individual when there's a collapse in an individual's world. And often the fall or the stumbling or the downfall is accompanied by deception. See, deception is, it's a, it's a fog, it's a haze that comes around the vice and tries to convince the individual that it's okay to go down the path that they're going down. It, it clouds our sharpness and our intuition and an individual gets lulled in. And sometimes we watch that and sometimes as pastors and connect leaders and loved ones, we're, we're hovering and we're watching and we're, we're trying to speak truth and light, truth and light, truth and light, truth and light to lift the veil. And so listen to the counsel of wisdom that God has put around you. Listen to the conscience of the Holy Spirit. It's for your benefit. It's because we want your feet to be found upon a rock. We don't want to see you swept, swept to the side and off into obscurity. We want to see you prosper. Amen that's our heart for you and many times people don't realize what they're engaging in in the moment until much much later when the light comes on and we're held to account and we see this um, at the conception of sin in the garden uh, where Adam had sinned and he was hiding from God and God said where are you Adam he sought him out now God knew very well where he was but he was coaxing Adam out because Adam was hidden in shame and he coaxed him out and they had a conversation and the sin was brought into the light and then it was made clear 
Adam confessed before God, this is what's happened and he saw, then he finally saw in that moment the light was turned on. I would say, friends, slow down around big decisions. You know, peace is your guide. When the sandstorm is blowing and there's a hustle in our world, who feels like the world just is going faster and faster? And there's a hustle, there's a drive. I would say, friends, pull on the handbrake, slow down, let peace be your guide and, um, and move slowly into big, significant decisions. I remember when Hearts and I first moved out west side, how blessed are we, so many years ago now, and uh, we were looking to buy a home. And we actually were circling in on this brand new um, house um, in Dundas Valley. And it was beautiful, like fresh, like they were all completely new in this little complex. And we were like eyes of wonder. We were loving it. Um, but we were, what we chose to do is to seek out counsel because we are unfamiliar with the area. And so we actually asked Pastor Mick and Rhonda to come and have a look at the place with us. And what was helpful, the house itself was lovely, but several houses down, there was a bit of a ramshackle house with some really flash cars parked out the front. And um, what we understood in time is that that was effectively a drug lord's house, <laughs> just a couple of houses down from where we were going to raise our little children. <laughs> now, here's the thing. The thing that Hartley and I were uncertain about and we kind of saw dimly, Pastor Mick and Rhonda saw with absolute clarity because they are familiar with the area. They knew the neighborhood distinctly. And so while we were unsure, they saw with clarity. And that's why, friends, it's great to invite a voice of counsel into your world to speak with clarity. What may be dim to you is crystal clear to them. And they can bring light into your situation. They can calm the sandstorm and help you navigate. Now, here's the thing about sandstorms. They are amongst nature's most violent and unpredictable phenomena. High winds lift dirt or sand particles into the air, unleashing a turbulent, suffocating cloud that can reduce visibility to almost nothing in a matter of seconds and cause property damages, injuries and death. No matter where you live, it's a good idea to know what to do if you see a wall of sand racing towards you. <laughs> Life skills, you know, just in case. This pastor cares about you so much. Just in case one day there is a wall of sand racing towards you, I'm just preparing you this morning, all right? I've got you covered. Life skills here at C3 Silverwater. The text said a cloud that can reduce visibility to almost nothing. There are interesting moments when we lose our visibility, when we find ourselves in a sandstorm, when your vision is removed. Um, it actually makes me think of the scripture, without vision, the people perish. Well, I actually think without people, the vision perishes. And I want to call us as a body of saints this morning up to run in our lane, to be found in our place of fruitfulness, and to run in that vision that God has placed in our hearts. I just want to champion you on a little bit this morning. Maybe there's been a bit of a hustle, a little bit of opposition around that. I just want to say you're made for your lane, you're gifted for your lane, you're going to prosper there, you're going to see amazing miracles in that place so get in your lane I'm championing you this morning run into your place of fruitfulness take the handbrake off and be found in that place in Jesus mighty name see what's interesting in the midst of my recent sandstorm 
um, my personal vision and goals have become momentarily unclear. And I would say they have been crystal clear for the last 10 years to date. I have been running hard in my lane and happy in my lane. And then I, I have felt a distinct shift in these last six months and it's been interesting to me. And I thought this is my greatest test right now because I love building the house of God and what's happened in the restructuring is what I built yesterday I'm not authorized to build today and so there's personally it's been a real shift for me and I love 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 building the house of God and that the landscape has been cleared in in my ministry and I know God is refocusing me in this so it's totally okay Um, but honestly my challenge hasn't been in loss of identity. No, that is in Christ. My security is in, in him. But it's been the loss of fulfillment and pleasure in building. It's been the sense of nothingness that caused the lowest and saddest feelings, if I'm honest. So it's been an interesting time when everything was so clear and, and now it was just so distinctly unclear. But I've, I've chosen just to remain still in this time and to lean into him because the Holy Spirit always speaks. He will always speak. And some honestly, I just think he wanted to stop me from running so hard so he could speak. <laughs> so he's with me in the midst of it all. And, you know, um, what what's helped me in this time of uncertainty is actually just to go and sit at Rhonda Sabbath's table every now and then. If you need to just be reminded who you are, I really encourage you to go and sit at Rhonda Savitt's table. And in fact, if I'm really honest, in my heart, when I said, Ron, can we just catch up? And she does this smorgasbord thing, this Lebanese smorgasbord, where she just puts every food that you could possibly want out in front of you, which is also very nice. <laughs> and I just, in my heart, I, I just felt like I just need to be reminded who I am. I didn't say that to Ron, but really... I came to sit at your table because I just needed to be reminded who I was. Sometimes that's all we need. Lord, we just remind me who I am. There's a shifting, there's a changing, there's an uncertainty. Will you just remind me who I am? And Rhonda's a very faithful friend. And it's good to have a champion in your life that will remind you who you are in the midst of uncertainty. Amen. Can we just honour Rhonda Sabbath here this morning? I've also learned in the midst of my sandstorm moments, it's better to say less in those times. You know, in my current uh, situation with leadership changes and structural changes, there is a sense of unknown, but I don't want to be an undermining voice. I've learned it's better to say less when things are changing around you because as soon as you become the undermining voice, you actually sound, start to sound like you're on the opposing team. And I've really felt like the Holy Spirit harnessing my mouth in this time, not to just, because I'm a leader, I've got opinions, (laughs) leaders have opinions, Lebanese have opinions, (laughs) I've just learnt not to, um, to harness my voice, to discipline my tongue, to not be an undermining voice in the midst of uncertainty, because only in a matter of time, things will naturally become crystal clear, because that's what happens, right? It's only ever in amount of time. We need to see our point of angst under the anointing. We need to see the parts of conflict in our life through the lens of the anointing. 
You know, for the people that exasperate us, it's amazing as you begin to pray for them or begin to see them under the anointing, how the prickly feelings just fall away and how we, we see them with a renewed perspective. It's very powerful to, um, to see our circumstances under the anointing and the properties of the anointing have the power to resolve and revive the most difficult of circumstances, the deepest of wounds, the most dysfunctional of individuals, including ourselves. That's the nature of the anointing. It's very powerful. I've learned in this time that the true north is always the higher goal. Everything goes through that filter. The joy of knowing that they will be his. I felt so called back to that true north. C3 Silverwater is about the joy that knowing that they will be his. It's about salvation. It's about discipleship. And for me, the high call trumps Nat Taylor's peace within it. Okay, yes, things may be uncertain at this time, all good. The high call is the utmost call and that trumps Nat Taylor's peace within it. I'm okay for a season of obscurity because the high call is the highway, amen? Come on, let's thank Jesus here today. Um, this has definitely been a humility test and who knows that humility test is always a very um, valuable one, actually. Like that is such a God quality, humility. And it's a beautiful thing when we find ourselves. David Brooks says, humility is low self-preoccupation, not low self-esteem. And we get free from ourselves when we get eclipsed by the high call. And I felt that so much in this time. Um, in, in these last few minutes, I'm going to give just a few final tips on how to survive a sandstorm. Are you ready for them? Number one, put on a mask over your nose and mouth. Be mindful of what you inhale. When we're susceptible in a sandstorm, we've got to be really careful. Guard your heart. Filter your heart. Uh, when, when you're vulnerable, sometimes the guards are down. And we need to be careful about what we allow into our heart to, to make room in our heart in the midst of a sandstorm. Number two, protect your eyes, what you meditate on. Again, you can feel like you want to satisfy the flesh a little bit more when you're in the midst of a sandstorm and your weakness is down and you're feeling vulnerable. Protect your eyes, what you meditate on in the midst of a sandstorm. Number three, look for shelter. Enclosures are your best bet. <laughs> That's safe relationships, actually. Safe haven people. And they tend to be higher than you. In my case, I go to Rhonda Sabbath. She's a safe haven person. I'll be found in the shelter of her wing if I'm in the midst of a sandstorm. Number four, get to high ground. That's God's presence. That's why we come each Sunday to the house of God, to bask in his presence, to be in the company of the saints, to be washed and refined and sharpened for the week ahead to get fuel for our soul. And coming to the house of God, returning to his presence, getting to the high ground, that's walking the high road, which is not easy, but it is absolutely possible. We have lots of micro choices. Will we satisfy the flesh? Will we default this way? Or will we walk the high road? Will we be found in his presence? Will we make the high choice? He's always compelling us to his high road. Amen. It says the densest concentration of sand and dust bounces close to the ground so the storm will be less forceful at the top of the hill. That's why we get to the top of the hill. In his presence, a stillness comes. The haze and the noise quietens. Clarity comes in his presence when we're found at the top of the hill. Amen? Amen. 
Now, this is a good one. Do not lie in a ditch as flash flooding may occur. Don't lie down in shallow places. Don't lie down in shallow company, in shallow conversation. It will not lead you to the higher place. Do not lie down in those ditches. Do not lie down in shallow company, in shallow conversation. Sometimes it's easier. It's like it affirms something in us. It satisfies something in us. But it will not take us to the sharpest place. It will not take us to the highest place. Rather, go to those ones that speak truth and light. Go to those ones that liberate us with the truth and light. And let's evolve and go to that upper place. This one's especially for you, Laura Fazio. Are you ready for it? You're going to love this. If you have a camel... Because we all have a pet camel, don't we? Have it sit down and press yourself against its leeward side. Which side is that? Who even knows? Camels are well adapted to surviving in dust storms. All right, lady, I've got your back. I'm thinking of you. Next time you're in a sandstorm, camel, leeward side. <laughs> I'm going to ask the worship team to come. And this is the most important one. Point number five, wait out the storm. Don't try to move because you may have lost your sense of direction. If he's not showing you where to go, if he's not illuminating the path, best to wait. Patience is not celebrated in our society, but it is a key to peace and life. If we can send our roots down, and steady ourselves and quieten ourselves in the storm. Wait, 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 wait. Hold the line, hold the line, hold the line. Wait for his provision. Wait for his way. Wait for his direction. Psalm 73 1 in the Passion Translation says this No one can deny it. God is really good to Israel and to all those with pure hearts. But I nearly missed seeing it for myself here's my story verse 2 I came so close to missing the way so important we still ourselves and we wait God forbid we miss the way now the psalmist goes on to describe his disappointment and basically he says the wicked seemingly flourish all around me, it looks like those that have not chosen your way, those that have not gone your way, they seem to flourish, Lord. And it says in verse 13, have I been foolish to play by the rules and keep my life pure? And it's a test. And sometimes we can feel like that, the blessings over there, the promises over there, the promotions over there, but I've been faithful to you. And I feel like everything's stripped away. Where are you, Lord? He says in verse 16, when I try to understand it all, I just couldn't. It was too puzzling, too much of a riddle for me. But then one day, I was brought into the sanctuaries of God, and in the light of glory, my distorted perspective vanished he illuminates in his presence he shows us the way in the company of the saints and he goes on to say he acknowledges that judgment is real and it's coming 
And he says in verse 21, when I saw all of this, what turmoil filled my heart, piercing my opinions with your truth. See, friends, we can run on our opinions. We can fuel on our opinions. We can get in those shallow conversations in our opinions. But there is always a high truth hovering and waiting if we will seek it out. And it will trump. It will cause turmoil. It will cause repentance to flow out of our hearts when His high truth is made clear to us. Let's not fuel on opinion. Let's not be like the world, ranting on our opinions. Let's seek out His high truth, His high way. Therein lies freedom. Therein lies clarity. Therein lies deliverance in Jesus' mighty name. We thank You, Lord. We thank You, Lord. We thank You, Jesus. Why don't You just close your eyes right across this room? Lord, I just thank you even in the stillness right now. Your truth speaks. Your clarity comes. I thank you, Lord, where there has been disruption in people's lives. Right now, you're stilling the storm. You're bringing calm. You're bringing strength in your presence, in the stillness of your presence right now. I thank you that you speak to us, Holy Spirit. You steady us, Holy Spirit. You still the storms as you speak. And I thank you, Lord, just a portion of strength to each one that feels like they're in the midst of a storm right now, amidst of a relationship storm, amidst of a business storm, in the midst of a financial storm. I just thank you, Lord, right now, right across this auditorium is a fresh impartation of strength that enables us to endure, to send our roots down, lift our head high and look at the future with boldness and confidence because you accompany us. It doesn't matter what it feels like. It doesn't matter what they say. You are with us, mighty God. You're our rear guard. You accompany us. You surround us and you go with us in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord.